many of us? How many of us? How many jealous? Real friends, there's not many of us. We smile at each other, but how many honest? Trust issues, switch up the number. I can't be bothered, I cannot blame you for having an angle. Ain't got no issues, I'm just doing my thing Hope you're doing your thing too I'm a deadbeat cousin, I hate family reunions Fuck the church up by drinking at the communion Smelling free wine Welcome, welcome guys to another episode of Morton Mind My name is Cyril And you're probably going to find something weird about me So since it's Black Friday I'll start with this true story As my discounted gift to you guys I've met people, I mean I know people People who know people and people who are people. <laughs> One Thursday night in September, around about two years ago, after my regular fellowship, I got a call from Mark. I mean, he's a friend from uni. He was either drunk or high. I couldn't tell which it was, but he was like, Yo, bro, what's up, Charlie? I forget crowd, so I'm linked up for a house, but we could drive past there, especially if, like, you know, get anything tomorrow or something like that. Now, you should think that someone who just close from fellowship would turn down the offer but knowing i was going to be bored in the house doing nothing i told him oh no problem my guy charlie i go past too then he said yo charlie be lifesaver hey you really saved me and i didn't understand what he said till like after some 47 minutes when i go to the place well you should understand how quick that was for me to get home take a shower get dressed Jump into an Uber I ordered before I go home <laughs> and still make it from North Kandeshi to East Legon in 47 minutes. To know that, I mean, that, that should tell you how determined I was. When I got there, I knew it wasn't just like any little get-together by the cars that were parked outside. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, outside alone, there were parked like seven cars and when I got inside, five cars were parked inside. That was including Mark's car. I walked inside the house and it took me about four minutes before I finally saw him in the hall upstairs. He was just sitting there with people. He jumped out of the couch when he saw me to shake me like I was a severe then. Well, technically I've gotten out of messed up situations a couple of times. Then he took me downstairs to the kitchen where the boys were, you know, hanging out. And I mean, because they were all high and hungry. so. They went to the kitchen to get something to eat. He gave me a bottle of beer, introduced me to the boys who knew me already because he had already told them things I had done for him before, like getting him out of trouble and all of that. Now, if I say boys, I don't mean small boys. I'm only saying boys because it was a boys' boys gathering in there. Among these people were, I mean, sons of respected royalty in the country, sons of top businessmen, you know, politicians in the country. As if that was all, after like two minutes, I noticed there were two ladies in there with us. I guess I only didn't notice they were there because I was engaged in a conversation with Mark and uh, another guy who happened to bear my name. He was called Cyril too. They were nice, pretty girls though. I mean, I wouldn't lie about that. And from their appearances, they probably are kids of important people too. Now, both Mark and Cyril wanted me to engage one of the girls. I mean, you could imagine the human-like thoughts that were running through my head like ah, what are these people saying I should come and talk to this particular person the only reason why Mark realized I wasn't in the garden was because now this were his exact words I really remember this one he said she be your type 
no doubts. <laughs> I know you think why me the well apparently I was the only decent guy he could think or so then I had to there were a few girls around I mean when I arrived I counted at least six girls and there were about 25 boys in the house like plenty boys around so one of the two girls Akusia who I later found out was one of the daughters of the one of the biggest local beverage and um, bitters maker in the country she was with Cyril I don't know if it was his girl or his date or whatever and her friend who I was supposed to engage was Audrey well Audrey was Audrey is beautiful <laughs> so myself Mark Cyril and the girls stepped out into the garden we sat on the grass just like that and they started rolling grass I mean if you know you know this wasn't my first time seeing it but this was the first time i was going to be a part of the chain i mean puff puff pass if you understand you understand it i must admit the feeling was nice but i never enjoyed anything that had to do with smoke so i quickly just stopped it and then the next thing that was available were edibles now during all of this Ori and i were having a chat and we were talking Turned out she wasn't even based in the country. She was just in for the summer break in just a couple of weeks. I go into detail when she said she was in Harvard learning law. Bro, <laughs> my stomach shakes more about Charlie. I be Gaboy with a degree. And I've seen almost every episode of Suits, so I was ready to tackle this girl. Fortunately, she didn't want us to get into it so much, you know. She didn't want it to be so formal. So we didn't even stay there for long. We just changed the, cup, the, the topic. We didn't even realize we were the only sitting outside. Now, for the record, that was the last time I saw Max and Akosia for about a space of four hours because we spoke there for a couple more hours. Then she finally was like, okay, she wanted us to leave. Us, not her. She said she wanted us to leave. <laughs> At this point, I pulled out my phone ready to like order the ride to wherever she said we were going to go. Then she throws a key at me and she was like, I'm too good to be driving now, so you're driving. When we stepped out, it was a 2018 Prado. I was going to be driving now. I mean, the first car I drove was a 4x4, so I wasn't scared of driving a 4x4 this time. We get into the car, we start driving and we still didn't even know where we were going. So then, smart guy myself, was like okay well we go to the beach and by now it was already past 12 so we we're already in friday and it was very late or very early according to however you see it so the closest beach to me or in my mind at the time was sakumono so we're heading towards sakumono we get to junction mall then ma calls me he goes like yo my guy what you did we search for you sir charlie some yawao <laughs> apparently Akosi had passed out on his bed she'd been that way for at least two minutes before like he called me immediately I told audio had happened we turned back to East Legon and a good driver like myself I was racing on the Spencer's road and audio was on the phone with Mark you know trying to figure out what's happening now at this point we were both scared but I'd be hard guys so I kept my cool I was in control I was a fixer here. 
because of who her father was, I told them to keep it quiet, you know, not to make any other person in the house know what's happening. I told them to sprinkle cold water on their face and all. And then out of nowhere, a police checkpoint, Charlie. I did not have my license at that time. A messed up situation in the time of emergency. Then the guy goes like, oh, Charlie, why are they speed so Why somebody chase you? That was the first question the guy asked me. Boss man, so emergency for household, that'd be why. This guy said I was lying. Now, this is where it got interesting. Audrey hung up the call with Mark, switched her accent from like the normal way she was speaking to me to an African-American, and then she started with, it's a fucking emergency. <laughs> you heard him say it. <laughs> Charlie, at this point here, yeah, I knew you were not going to move again. I just turned to the guy, I was like, officer, I beg, make you not listen to him. My humble self started to beg and the next thing out of his mouth was, where's your license? <laughs> I told him I didn't have my wallet with me, so I didn't have my license. Then he said, I should put up the engine. But he won't allow me to move again. Then she speaks again. <laughs> well, if it's his license you want, he has 24 hours to present it. So just write him a ticket or something so that you can fucking move already. <laughs> now, at the time, I didn't know that. But to tell the Ghana police to write you a ticket, <laughs> it got me laughing because... I knew that wasn't going to happen. You could see from this guy's face that he had no adoption. Because someone in the car knows her stuff. The only thing he said was, he said it in tree. He was like, like, you guys, you worry crowd too much. Go, go, go. That's what he said. Obviously, he was intimidated too. So I started again. I mean, this time, pedal to metal speed. We got to Mark's place in no time. Then she let me outside, ran inside to see what was happening. When I entered the room, Akosia was awake. But all this while, I never knew Max's ex, Mandy, was around. I never saw her in the garden anyway. She sat there with a big t-shirt on. Akosia was covered with sheets on the messed up bed with clothes all over the floor. I mean, these kids were getting freaky. I just burst into laughter after seeing the whole scene. I mean, after seeing the scene of the crime. <laughs> All these other laughing too. I mean, she goes why I was laughing. I could see also laughing too. Before I realized, everyone in the room was laughing. <laughs> so I told them that the next time they call me for an emergency, they should make sure their dicks were not out. <laughs> because you can't be dragging me into stuff like this when you got horny. Well, fast forward, Audrey and I go drop Akosia at home. Then I drive um, Audrey to her house. I mean, this girl lived in a castle. I mean, I'm not even making it up. I drove into the house. She showed me where to park. And then she told me I wasn't going home just yet. I, it was, I mean, it was almost around 4 a.m., I believe. Just before I was about to answer, her dad showed up at the door. He had a big smile on him. I was like, someone looked to have had a good night. <laughs> I mean, she walked towards him, gave him a hug. And it was at that point I realized that this is not a typical African home. Now, my fine gentleman self decided to greet. I was like, oh, good morning, sir. Only to be met with, young man, I've not been ninety. Just call me Mike. <laughs> and you are? I didn't even have to answer. Audrey just started a lifesaver. That's who he is. She told him everything that happened. And all this while, I was going to be the one to keep the secrets from any other parent. But I guess there was no secrets in this house. All he said in the end was, he's just a smart guy, Audrey. Only few will think straight in moments like this, you know. Where guys need to eat something before you go to sleep? I'll be leaving in about 30 minutes. 
we go into the house and breakfast in this house is ready by 4 a.m. While we're eating, she starts talking dirty with me about a whole mess in Max's place. You know, she said it sort of turned her on. And I'm definitely sleeping in her bed. I mean, smart guy myself goes like, and who said I'm sleeping in any other guest room? Now, immediately I finished saying this, Mike comes down. He's ready to leave for work. And apart from the, the helps in the house, we were the only people left in the house. And this is where I tell you that I'm going to continue in the next episode <laughs> about what happened that morning and what happened after that morning. I'm going to tell you everything that happened. I mean, this is your Black Friday episode. And thanks for listening in. Please don't ask me who these people are because I'm not going to tell you anyway. Oh, bye, 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 guys. Bye.